Aloha, people of God. It's your brother, Mike Dillard, coming at you live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Welcome to the Fully Submitted with Brother Mike podcast. I am your host, Brother Mike, Mike Dillard. Again, with the 50,000 Mike Dillards. I'm really working on it. I'm trying. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it yet. So anyway, we're just going to keep it like that. All right, all right. Hope everybody is having a grand and splendid day. I am in my car for a drive right now. I'm going out to the North Shore. Man, I decided, you know what? It's it's the middle of my work day. I decided. I, I brought my computer with me. I got my notebook and all types of stuff. And I am going out to have a beauty break. This is what I call a beauty break. I intentionally put some of God's beauty in front of me. Um, at certain times during my week, it really helps me to relax and kind of reset mentally and even even uh emotionally and spiritually right it's a very peaceful thing so uh for the most part i usually don't get in the water i may be fully dressed in like you know a jacket and some pants and whatever i'll just roll my pants up and walk through the water on the beach if i so feel like it or sometimes i just sit there i might eat a snack or i just chill and just look at things right but it you know i mean there's there's something in that you know there is something in that, right? So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, anyway, title for this. Man, you know, I, I honestly don't even have a title for this. Oh, Holy Spirit, I need some help. <laughs> please, please, I beg, I beg, Father, please. Let me see. What's a good title for this? Mm, you know what? I'm not even going to sweat it. We're just going to roll with it. Uh, as I say, this is a live and dynamic podcast wherever it comes up man that's where i'm putting it down wherever i get it that's where i spit it so let's hit it all right so what i wanted to talk about today and the title will come up at some point and we'll all know the title because i'm gonna yell it out and laugh about it probably but anyway so what occurred to me is that you know what you can you can be feeling some type of way about your situation i mean honestly 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 right yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Oh, it's coming to me. Oh, it's coming to me. Okay. The power in knowing... The power in knowing who you are. Mm, nah, that's not really it. I'm not feeling it. It'll ring true on the inside when I get it. But anyway, you can feel some type of way about your situation. You can actually look around in your reality in this third dimension. And you can look. You can see. You know, maybe you ain't got nobody. Say, man, I ain't got nobody that loves me. I ain't got nobody. And maybe that's true. More often than not, people do have somebody that loves them. That's not true. But maybe what you really mean is you don't have anyone to love you in an intimate fashion. You know, you'd like somebody to cuddle up with at night. You, you, you want your boo. You want your husband. You want your wife. And maybe you don't have one right now. And it's been a long time. It's been a minute, as we say in America. Man, it's been a minute since you had somebody, right? Okay, okay, I feel you, I feel you. And, uh, you know, maybe you looked in that bank account and them funds is looking pretty scarce. Or they look so scarce they done ran away. There ain't nothing in the account. <laughs> There's nothing in the account, right? You look and it's like, hey, you're not making it up. Or, you know, you can positive think all you want, right? If there's no money in the bank, there's no money in the bank. Food ain't free. Okay, <laughs> all right. 
money. Money is real. We're talking about money in the third dimension. It's real. It's real, right? So y'all looking at your situation, it's like, man, everything is coming against me. You know, uh, I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying to hold out. You know, I'm praying or I'm fasting. I'm trying to worship, but man, I just keep getting bombarded day after day after day. And you, you may not even have active sin in your life, okay? And you're like, Lord, I'm, I'm really trying. You're looking, you're looking for a breakthrough. You're looking for some help. The scripture says, you know, I, I, look, I look to the hills from whence cometh my help, right? I look to the hills from whence cometh your help. You may have lifted up your eyes to the hills and you look, where, where is the sovereign God of, 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 of Abraham? Where is he, right? Where is he? Elisha said, after Elijah was taken up, in the whirlwind, right? It's taken up and, the, and Elijah's mantle fell down to the ground and Elisha picked it up and he put it on, right? And he walked over to the body of water and then he cried aloud, where is the God of Elijah? And then he took that mantle and he smote the water, pow! And the water split just like it did when Elijah did it, right? Just like he did. So you might be crying out, right? And you're looking and like, man, I don't, I don't see any help, but don't you know, this is how God is. You have to remember that God specializes in taking nothing. You know, it looks like it's nothing and sometimes it is nothing. And then he makes something spectacular out of that. So on one day, you can have literally nothing going for you in the third dimension. You look in every single place you look, man, I got nothing. I got nothing. I got nothing. Everywhere I turn, I got nothing. I got dust in my pockets. I got lit in my wallet, right? All of my bank accounts are crying. They all crying because they ain't been fed in I don't know how many days and weeks. And man, I, I just, I'm just, I'm just hurting. I'm a hurt, broken brother. <laughs> or sister, right? But you know what? I want to encourage you. You know, it's in those times when we really dig deep and, and we need to encourage ourselves. And not just that, but it's in those moments when we remember. And I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit reminding us or, you know, we, we just have to dig deep and, and remind ourselves of who we are and the things that the Lord has spoken over your life. See, you have to hold on to that. It's important. You think about David. Like, David was anointed king before he was on the run. You know, he was anointed king, and then shortly after, he was on the run from Saul. I don't know how long he was on the run, but, you know, this man's trying to murder him. He's on the run. You know, him and his people, like they're a bunch of marauders or bandits or something like that, right? And we know... David was hungry. We understand that David and the men, they wasn't living great. You know, they were on the run. They were on the run. And how do I know this? Because, because when we look at Abigail, who ended up being David's wife, right? You had Abigail and then you had, you had uh, her husband, whose name at the moment is not coming to me, but I know, oh, thank you, Nabal, Nabal which means fool. He was a fool. He's a big fool, right? We know that David and his fighting men were going, they was walking around 
and they protected this man Nabal's property. They protected his his fields, his his goods, all those things from bandit. They fought these people off, and they were hungry. They were very hungry. So David said to his men, "You know what? Basically, we protected this this site here. We protected this property. Let's go over here and just let these people know. You know, hey, we we fought these people off, and they'll give us some food. The people were hungry." Uh, but Nabal was a fool and he basically said, who is David? Like David, David, David ain't nobody. Like David's on a run from Saul. Like, please. Hey, David, please. Who is David? Right. Word got back to David. He was not having it. Right. Why? He was, he was fed up. He was tired. He was hungry. Probably needed water. Him and his troops. You know, the, the men were probably grumbling and complaining. Right. Man, David, we followed you. We don't have any food. We ain't got no water, man. Like, what's going on, right? So everyone's upset, right? David decides he's going to go on. He's just going to basically, <laughs> he's going to jack Nabal's play. He's going to jack up Nabal, and he's going to take what he wanted, right? Thankfully, Nabal's wife, Abigail, was a wise woman, and she got wind of what was coming, and, you know, she averted the disaster. What? What'd she do? She made all of this food, the cakes, and the raisin cakes, and you know, water and goats, all types of stuff, right? Honey or whatever, and gave it to David and met him out there. And that, and that was that. So my point is this, right? Even David, we know David, you know, was on the run and he was hungry, right? So on one day, David's going through, but on another day, he wasn't, right? David, and he must have held this, he must have held on to this while he was in the wilderness on the run from Samuel not from Samuel but from Saul and we know this because David was a godly man he was a godly man so that means David kept praying while he was out there David remembered the fact that he was anointed king by the prophet Samuel he never forgot that right and he was able he was able to uh, remember his identity and that helped him to get through those tough 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 times right and sometimes your times are so bad they're like so searing like they just suck the life seemingly they just suck the life right out of you right uh but it is in those times when we must remember the words that the lord has given that he's spoken over our lives right and i don't just mean I don't just mean in logos, in the word, right? These are good promises, right? Of course, God's promises are good. The logos is good. But whatever Rima word was spoken over you, whatever prophetic words were spoken over you, right? Like they talk about Timothy and how, you know, the gift was given to him by the laying on of hands and they, you know, they, they prophesied over him and all types of stuff. Like it's those words, right? It's those words which came from the from the mouth of a man or a woman but really they they were issued from the very heart of the most high god himself right through the holy spirit and then through that man or woman who prophesied to you or gave you that word of knowledge right and these words are not just to make you feel good they're not just to to make me feel good but the lord gives them to us because he understands how frail we are and he understands how challenging how difficult this world can be right while we're waiting to receive our inheritance while we're waiting to receive our blessings right waiting to to feast on the inheritance of our father jacob right 
life is tough. Well, not life, because life comes from God, but the world is a tough place. The world is tough. The world is hard. Man, it's a hard place. It is. That's why you need Jesus. That's why you need Jesus, right? You need his grace. You need his mercy. I know I do. You need his favor just to get through, just to make it through. So it is so important that you remind yourself, that you remember the things that were prophesied over you, that you remember the things that were spoken to you, words of encouragement, words of life. These things are given to you to hold on to. It's not, you just take it, you know, you gobble it up and you feel good. Oh, they said I'm gonna be, they said I'm a mighty man. They said I'm a mighty woman of God. Oh, they said I'm gonna do this. They said I'm gonna do this. It's not just to make you feel, you felt good in the moment and then you forgot about it. No. And because this podcast and because the title is The Power of Identity. Hallelujah. Thank you. The Power of Identity. So, yee. So because, because you know who you are in Christ, you hold on to that, right? You hold on to that because the world is a tough place and there's going to be many days when you and I have a real rough time, real rough time. And every day is just going to bleed into the next day and then the next day and then the next day. And man, it just seems like it goes on forever. Lord, when are, when are you going to answer me? When are you going to bless me? Right. When are you going to send me my blessings? Right. And you, as we say, you going through it. And man, when you're going through it, no, you don't go through it for like a day. Or I was man, I was going through it, going through it. How long you went through it? Oh, man, these last two days was really tough, man. You wasn't going through it. When you going through it, you going through it. You know what I mean? I mean like weeks, months, years, years. You can go through it. And you don't know when the situation is going to lift. You just don't. If you're an active sin, okay, well, that's one thing, right? Repent. Knock it off. Repent. Okay? But if you're not an active sin and, and, and all hell is still breaking loose or... You still, or maybe you're just coming out of the wilderness, right? For many of you, you're coming out of the wilderness. The, a wilderness is a very dry place. So when you come out, like when you're in the wilderness, you are parched. But guess what? When you exit the wilderness, you know you're still parched, right? You're still like, uh, I, I need some water. I, I need some water. Right? You're still, you're still thirsty, Right? great you came out the desert boom now you in a land flowing with milk and honey but guess what there's grass there's cows right but you still got to walk until you get to a place where there is water where there is food and who knows how long you got to trek across those green beautiful you know meadows before you get some water before you get some food right so you can actually be out of the wilderness and still be hungry. You know, there's hungry, there's hangry, and then there's hungry. Like when you're hungry, that's just normal hunger. You're hungry. When you're hangry, like you angry and you hungry, right? You 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 angry because you hungry. <laughs> you're like, man, I'm ready to eat. You know, I need some food now. I'm tired of being hungry. I'm hangry, right? Feed me now. 
But when you're hungry, man, you know, you you so hungry, you just got to drag. I'm hungry. You just got to drag it out. When you're coming out of the wilderness, you are hungry. That's how it is. And you sure would like some food right now. You sure would like some water right now. You would like some refreshments right now. But that's not how it works. It, it, it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't mean just because you come out of the wilderness, as soon as you step your foot into the promised land, but the food just appeared for you, right? Oh, the milk and honey was there for you on a bowl and, and in a, you know, in a, in a container with a ladle. There's honey laid out. There's a fatted calf cooked for you. Oh man, it's going to be good, right? No, it's not like that at all. You know, a land of milk and honey is a land of resources. Amen. Doesn't mean that all this stuff's going to be given to you. It just means, hey, you're not in a barren place anymore where all the work that you did dried up and did nothing. It did nothing. Right. All the money that you got, it just bloop, it just went away. It was gone. Right. That's a wilderness. Right. You, you sowed much. You expected much, but you brought in little. The Bible says, right. That's wilderness. When you're in a land of milk and honey, it doesn't mean that everybody's giving you a bunch of stuff. What it does mean is there are opportunities that are going to come to you, right? That will be provided for you. Or as you do the work, you yourself will create opportunities that God will allow in your life. And these things will bring you material wealth. But you still have to do the work. It still doesn't just magically appear before you because now you're in the land flowing with milk and honey. And again, we want to sing and dance about it, but people aren't really thinking about what that means. It just it just means it's a land that has resources that are available. There, It is a land of opportunities. Before you was in a place where the sky was bronze and it was iron. The sky was bronze and the ground was iron, right? Maybe I'm getting it mixed up. I know that's a biblical phrase, right? But basically, you ain't getting no help from the, from, from the, from the rain, and you're not getting any help from the ground, right? You're not making any any money. <laughs> you're trying and you're not getting anywhere. But when you go into the land flowing with milk and honey, it was a beautiful place. It was green. It was lush. Oh, man, it's, it's fertile ground. Oh, this is fantastic. Yes, yes, this is, this is amazing. We're here. We're here. But everybody in that caravan that was going to the promised land, right started off with Moses ended up with Joshua right all those people understood they were going to have to work when they got into the promised land they still had to build houses the houses weren't just sitting there for them they still had to you know plant crops and tend crops and you know once you plant the seed it doesn't just come up automatically but at least there was some fruit there you know they could find some fruit trees and pull some fruit there was some animals there they could kill and eat some animals and whatnot but, you know, so there were some blessings that would tide them over. But the biggest, the biggest point was that there was resources. There were abundant resources and opportunities for them to take advantage of. And that is what I want to encourage you on today, my brother and my sister. It is important that you hold on to who the Lord has told you, both written on the pages of the Bible in the logos and if the Lord God is giving you a ream of word, which I'm, I would believe every man and woman of God has, has received at least, at least one word from the Lord 
concerning who they are and the things he's going to do in their life. I would I would just choose to believe that, okay? I find it hard to believe that a person of God never received a word like that from God in all their time walking with him. I'm, I'm sorry, I just don't believe that, right? So hold on to those words, and those words are going to tide you over while you're in the wilderness, like David was in the wilderness. But the Lord had already given him a word and let him know that he had anointed him king over God's people, right? Then he was in the wilderness, right? But he had the word to hold on to. And just like you, if you are in the wilderness, the Lord has already given you some type of a word at some point. It could have been last year, could have been 10 years ago. I don't know. You're going to have to remember those words and you're going to have to hold on to those words to get through the promise, to get to, through the wilderness, excuse me, and to the promised land. You got to hold on to that. And then once you get in the promised land, you have to manage your own expectations, right? The Lord done told you, I've released the blessing. You're, you're now on a new season, okay? And you're expecting, you're expecting, you're expecting and days go by, weeks go by, months go by. It doesn't mean that the Lord uh, was wrong in what he said. No, you have to manage your expectations, right? Where are the opportunities? The Lord is going to send the opportunities. I'm going to keep doing the work that I've been doing and keep praying about it. And then I'm waiting for the opportunities, right? That, that's it. And, and you'll see it because you're, because you're expecting the opportunity. You will see it when it comes up to you. The, the Bible says the blessings will uh, uh, will catch up to you and overtake you, right? So you will know what the blessing is. You may not know exactly what, what it looks like, but he done already told you what season you're in. He done already told you. He released the blessing. He done already told you, right? He gave these things into your hand or however he worded it, he told you already. So now it's just a matter of expecting the good. Expect it to come in. Why? Because he said it. And if, you know, a few weeks go by and a few months go by and I mean, stuff is still trickling in. It just is what it is. Don't get mad at God. Don't get afraid. Don't get all frustrated because, man, you know, he said my blessing is supposed to come in. I ain't even got my blessing yet. That's definitely not the right thing to do, right? Just be patient. Meditate on the word of God. Meditate on his promises. Meditate on the word that he gave to you concerning you. And be encouraged, right? You're not a baby Christian. And even as baby Christians, I mean, we wasn't even doing that, right? We was we was glad to get the word of God, right? We was glad to get the word of God and hold on to it and meditate on it. And you know what I'm saying? We didn't forget those things. We held on to them. Right. And this is what I'm encouraging you to do. So if you're a baby Christian, and you're listening. Hey, get those words. When they come, you write them down. You receive them. I remember we got to the point where I used to get the words. I, I wouldn't write them down. Like it came to me. I didn't write it down. This is a long time ago. And I used to pray. I say, Lord, if you would just give me like a recording of, of these prophecies, that would be fantastic. Don't you know a few years later, send me to a church. And in that church, when the prophet would come through, it was a prophet, it was a man and a woman, it was a husband and wife. 
very accurate prophets. They had the gift, definitely. But when they would come through, they recorded, they recorded the sessions. And then each person that went up for their prophetic reading, they got an audio tape of it. So I was like, you know what? Boom, I had the tape for years, you know? And, uh, you know, I would just keep playing it because I would remember what the Holy Spirit had said through those prophets. And I would be waiting, waiting for it to come to pass. Like, well, he said this. It's got to happen, right? All hell was breaking loose in my life. But I'm like, well, he gave me these words. He said it's going to happen. Now you have some hope, right? You have hope. And that's what those words are. It's like, it's like stored up hope, right? Stored up hope. That's what those words are. And you can cast those things. You can cast that bad boy in for, for some hope, right? As you're in the dry place, that wilderness place. That's what those words do for you that the Holy Spirit told you, right? So don't, don't let go. If you're a baby Christian, you need that. If you're a, a, a mature Christian, you know what? You still need that. It doesn't change. We must hold on to those words. We must remember who we are, who the Lord said we are. And that is where the hope and that is where the power comes in, right? That's where it comes in, right? Okay, okay, okay. Um, that's it for today. You know, honestly, I'm still not sure about the title, which is odd. I have a very, I have a gift for naming things, right? So I know at some point, uh, the name is going to come to me and, uh, we'll just see what it is. But yeah, I just wanted to come on and encourage you and give you this word, give you this message and just remind you things can look very bleak right now, but God can turn things around and will turn things around literally in a moment, in a moment. So hold on to the word that you were given by the Holy Spirit right? Hold on to that word. Hold on to uh, the identity that the Holy Spirit has given you, right? To get you through those dry, arid, wilderness places and then get you into the promised land where those blessings are. And then remember, even though you're in the promised land, there's still work to be done, right? Because in essence, in the wilderness, you wasn't really working. Y'all was just kind of walking. You was just kind of going through. I'm going through, going through. But when you get to the promised land, I mean, you're actually going to set up shop. You know what I mean? You're going to actually set up shop, set up camp, and you're going to really get to work. You're going to start building. You're going to start farming. You're going to start doing all these things that you really couldn't do in the other in the other land because there was no opportunity for you, right? There was nothing there to nurture uh, uh your dreams and, and make them grow right so but in the land of milk and honey there's plenty of that so keep that in mind and uh that's it hope you are encouraged i know that if you take this to heart and do it it's going to help it's going to work and it's going to help and you will be much better so with that please remember to always 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 submit yourself unto god then resist the devil and he will flee from you. Until next time, aloha, be blessed.